Boys and girls, welcome back to another edition of Beneath the Bar, our, our third installment here underneath the Brown Bag Lunch Crew um, um, umbrella, if you will. It's good to be back. Uh, I feel like with everything going on, get a little cooped up, and it's almost crazy to say as a 26-year-old adult, somewhat of an adult, that the highlight of my week now is, is talking with the boys on the podcast, um, but that's just kind of where we're at. I mean, day-to-day, not going to lie, you know, my, my days kind of suck some ace, so for lack of better words. But here we are, again, excited to be with you. If you're tuning in, continue to like it, share it. You know, we're, we're trying to take this thing to the moon. We're blowing up on social media. Um, so we'll just keep keep riding that pony straight to the bank. I'm here, as always, with Kenzie Quinn in the house, my co-host, and he is with his roommate and producer, Jay Bird, Jason Mazzina. What up? What up, guys? I, I love the mustaches. Yeah, I mean, our... Uh... Our El Hancho over at the the TWBLC, Curtis, my early uh, somewhat fraud of the week with his fucking mascara-ass mustache. We figured we'd emphasize some real some real lip sweaters for the boys here. We shaved the boys down, and uh, we're looking good. But I, I couldn't agree more. This is almost, this is about as close as we are to hanging out with the boys. I get to see Jay every night, but uh, nice to hang out with you guys. Absolutely. No, those things look good. They look fertile. It, it fits you. So we'll get into our first off. We got a, a lot on the list for you today. Um, you know, we're kind of just cruise right into it. But our first topic, now that, you know, some people have been able to catch up on the latest episodes, we want to get into some Last Dance. Um, for those of you that live under a rock, it's basically about um, the Bulls teams, you know, those late 90s Bulls squads, m- mainly focus on MJ a little bit, but they dive into some other topics. Real cool stuff, especially for me as like a basketball junkie. Um this week I found particularly interesting because it was about Dennis Rod. Focus on Jen, Dennis Rodman. Um, the guy's an electric factory. Uh, I don't care what Bill Simmons says. Um, so I, I know you guys have watched it as well. Um, so how, give me your thoughts on, on the uh, last chance there, episodes three and four, and what you thought. I mean, touching on Rodman early, I didn't realize how long he was in Detroit before the whole uh, before the old Bulls thing. I mean, I knew he was a Piston at one point, but to see at such, I mean, he was so young at that point and being such a key factor to that team. I mm-hmm. mean, they were like the flies. They're the Broad Street bullies of the NBA uh, watching uh, Lambier. Lambier's a fucking monster just chopping people down in the paint, which was nice to see. But, I mean, as a whole, uh, the last dance, the, the two nights, four episodes that we've seen have been incredible. I mean, Kudos to MJ having the uh, the camera the camera teams rolling back then before any of this and all the social media stuff to know that one day uh, seeing the behind the scenes would be this good and I mean knowing himself how much of a polarizing factor he'd be the one thing I can say is uh, I I have got a little confused with the um, the timeline of the episodes now realizing yeah. that they're going uh, guy to guy rather than chronologically. Like, we'll bounce to a team a uh, time where Rodman's on the Bulls. And then, I mean, maybe you see Phil Jackson, Rodman somewhere else. So uh, that was my only complaint, but I see why they're doing it now. And I kind of got my eye peeled out to see what years we're actually in. Yeah, I'm with you on the timeline. It gets a little funky, like you said. You know, they start off, obviously, Rodman with the Pistons. But then they jump back to him with the Pistons after he's with the Bulls. Then they, like, panda. Phil Jackson coaching in Puerto Rico and, and a referee gets shot by like a public official down in Puerto Rico, which is crazy in itself. Um, yeah. So the timeline's definitely funky. I'm, I'm happy that Rodman got taken under the wing of those uh, Pistons players early on. He was a, a, a bit of a wild horse there. Uh, they can get, you know, down at the tracks, you'll hear him say, you know, you know, you can't tame, can't tame the horse. He's too wild to race the track. I thought Rodman would be one of those guys. If he went off to, you know, a young squad or, or a squad that wasn't, you know, full of vets like the Pistons, who knows what he would have gotten into. But No, I, I mean, just... I, they touched on a lot of his shit, which was good. I mean, everybody, I mean, you watch the 30 for 30, you see that. And you just know by looking at Rodman, he's fucking tapped out of his trees. But uh, seeing that the threes on his head, the black threes and the blonde hair was for Pippen. Um, like the respect that Pippen, Jordan, and Rodman all showed each other. They were the big three, kind of. But, uh at the same time, there's a couple times when uh, Pippen's out, Rodman will get kicked out of a game, and MJ looks around. He's got he's got the camera on him. He says, you know, like those guys fucking they left me by myself. And you know, there's there's eight other guys on that team. I'm 
Not that any of them probably really give a shit, but just kind of Jordan saying that those were his two guys, and besides that, he was kind of running on his own Lone Ranger there. Yeah, I, I like the um, all the stories, you know, kind of with the basketball aside. Um, most most you know sports fans that are really really in tune with it kind of know the basketball behind those bull squads, but to hear like some of the stories that get pulled out of the vault are all time. Like Rodman just asking for a little hiatus to go rip Vegas is. Dude, and then he's just <laughs> crushing a Miller Light and just hops on a motorcycle like it's nobody's business. Like that's all time. And we got to address the bull in the china shop that is Pamela Anderson, who's still sitting about ninety-seven with the fastball in the black. I mean, come on, guy. We, I mean, are we we got to get a fat check there because it's Carmen Electra. Delete. Carmen Delete Electra, it. yeah. Carmen Delete Electra. It. <laughs> Carmen Pam. Yeah, I mean, pan- hey, when, hey, when they're throwing a buck O2 on the paint, you can't see who's coming at you. Yeah, it's a classic Pam Pan situation. Is it Pan with a <laughs> Gary, no, you were thinking fucking uh, Baywatch and we were coming at you, Tommy Lee. It's fine. Yeah, blondes is blondes, you know? But yeah, I mean, no, everything's been great in that so far. Uh, I think I had another point, but until you brought those chicks up, I think I blanked out. Yeah. But, uh, well, I got it. No, but uh, Rodman just ripping around with Miller Lights. Shout out Miller Light. No free ads. But uh, he's got the old school Miller Lights when it just, it's got the light beer on the side, L-I-T-E. Shout yeah. out my stupid ass father still orders light beer at the bar if he's looking for a Miller Light. And I'm like, dude, what, like, there's, you know how many light beers there are? What, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, what do you mean? It says light on the can. I'm like, dude, there's not a, there's not a brand of beer, light beer. Light beers. The Miller Light, they just it says light on the can. He's he just doesn't get it. Not enough hair in the head to uh, retain that info. Yep. Jaber, what were your thoughts on the whole Rodman piece? Any input? Uh, it kind of stunk, I think, because I saw the, the thirty for thirty before. No, it didn't. Stink, yeah. The, but, I, okay. Yeah. The thirty for thirty was awesome. That episode was awesome. Um, yeah. what did you think about? I know we're all big sportsmanship guys here, maybe besides Kenzie, but. <laughs> The pit, the Pistons beating the Bulls two years in a row, and then the third year they walk off the court. And my immediate reaction, I was like, "Fuck them!" And then they showed Larry Bird in the Celtics doing exactly. it, and I was like, "Oh, I, I respect that. <laughs> I'm such a fucking loser. I'm such a loser." Yeah, I didn't know that's how it kind of all played out. With you know, well, the Celtics did it before we did. I'm kind of under the impression, you know, hey, it's like a passing of the guard. You know, the Pistons did it with the Celts. Now the Bulls, it's their time. You know. So you probably should have shaken their hand. I agree. Um, it's crazy. That kind of ended up fucking Isaiah off of the Dream Team uh, Olympic basketball squad. Probably the greatest talent ever assembled in the basketball world. He's still very sour about that, which is electric. Personally, like, I'm so in for the hate. I mean, growing up and just hating everybody that I played. I wouldn't even know these people. Said more than, like, four words to him, but I fucking hated them. So to that point, um, all right, with, I mean, I would always shake their hands because, hey, it's the heat of battle. What are you going to do? Somebody's better than you that day. You shake their hand. You fucking want to tell them to fuck off. Big deal. Yeah, but it's, it's too to much of a buddy-buddy fest in today's NBA, you know. Yeah, so that's where I, I mean, I'm in the middle because I kind of lean towards back in the day when nobody was being buddy-buddy. They hated each other. But to the point where you're going to beat them two times in a row – and then not show them the respect that they deserve by taking you guys out the third year. That's where it loses me a little bit. Like, hey, especially like MJ sh- shook everybody's hands, fucking heated battle. You got them twice. Show them the respect a little bit. I, I thought Isaiah was on his high horse, yeah. as high as the horse would be that little man's ass. But uh, I thought he was a little pompous in the way he treated it. I mean, we've been on, you know, both ends of that that side, you know, losing battles against, you know, rivals and, and winning battles. You know, pulling a move like that at the time, you know, it seems like, yeah, let's let's shove it to these guys. Let's just walk off, not shake their hand. All you're really doing at the end of the day is giving that squad a little more motivation. Bitch, the beers man. probably the beers probably tasted so much better knowing that you sent those guys off the court without even shaking hands. They probably ripped it just the I mean, the the hate that this brings up in my mind that I won't I won't dive into yet. We might save this for a better pod, but we played um Lemonster in that Legion final, that that kid calling me a cracker, the boys almost going out in the parking lot, but we shook their hands. That's just what it came down to at the end. Right. Uh, yeah. 
It's a little different scenario. But... I, I don't know if there was a ton of like shaking hands. We, we shook hands, but it carried on in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, but the, hand, the handshaking was the hands got sh- Yeah, the hands got shaken. That's right. You know, that's All fair. Right. All right, so moving on from Last Dance, we got a hot, what is a hot topic in Gloucester on the island, and since we're we're pretty much a global podcast at this point, I think it's fair to kind of run everybody through what just happened recently. There's a video circulating online. Um, I'll, I'll try to sum it up best I can really quick. So this woman, she's walking her daughter in a stroller along the Anasquan Bridge, and at the other end of the bridge is not the Anasquan Bridge. It's it's a bridge leading to leading to Lanesville. We just don't want to get the bridges. Uh, the footbridge. Yeah, it's like the stone bridge on the way oh, to Lanesville. Okay. Yeah. All right, so a bridge in that area of town. Uh, I'm screwing up names. I'm screwing up bridges left and right, but we'll just work through it. You're good. Everything's the same. So ipso facto, if that applies, at the other end of the bridge is this older woman in a mask who seems to be wielding what we'll later find out is a, a stick. <laughs> and she's clearly filming this lady who's walking her daughter without a mask on, which I don't didn't see as a big deal. And as they get closer, they exchange some words, a lot of words. The daughter learned a ton of new words. <laughs> F-bombs flying back and forth, you know, are you filming me? Why are you filming me? The lady with the mask won't let her out of the way to get across the bridge. Um, it goes back and forth. The video is intense. Um, try to look it up if you can. But um, it, it gets pretty heated, and apparently the stick was thrown towards the woman and her kid. I don't know if that's true or not. If it is, that's a little messed up. Can't be throwing sticks out here, especially in this environment, a little hostile. Um, Kenny, what, what do you think? Uh, you know, I know you saw the video. Uh, what are your initial reactions to it? So, I mean, I'm partial of this because... I feel personally targeted after I cussed out my uh, roommate's, my roommate's girlfriend last week on the pod, uh, wearing a mask, couldn't really tell who it was. Times are crazy right now, but I mean, as far as somebody wearing a mask outside and wanting to film a woman, whether it be a woman, and especially her child, right. I mean, in a stroller walking across a footbridge, are you shitting me? I mean, and the, the worst part that I thought, we get about 25, 30 seconds into the video, the woman in the mask progressively gets closer to the woman without the mask on. With the stick. Uh, yeah. And I mean, we didn't see the stick for a bit, but originally my thought was, if you have this mask on and it's upsetting you enough to the point where you're going to tape a woman and her daughter, why the fuck would you walk towards the woman without the mask on? Clearly, that's the issue in the whole uh, in the whole video. So why would you want to get closer to somebody without a mask on during this pandemic that, I mean, that's blatantly the basis of your video is you're going to try to oust this woman for taking a walk, fresh air, getting a little uh, wingy chic, low tide in your breath and not wearing a mask. So I'm, that was the biggest uh, part of the video that I was confused by. And then what, I got to give props to the mother. The mother of the kid, she yeah, let it absolutely, absolutely rip. The F-bombs were roaring. I mean, that got my heart pumping a little bit. I love when somebody drops a nice F-bomb with a little emphasis and anger on it. And she let them fly like I haven't seen in a while. It was like a tennis match, but nobody was returning them. couple F-bomb aces back and forth. And the woman just kept pursuing it. And then at one point, you see the stick. The, the, the mother, the mother's on the phone. She's fraud, fraudulently on the phone with the cops, which I love. Great move. I got the cops Veteran on the play. Yeah. yeah, great play. She's got this stick, and the, the woman raises it at one moment. But after you know what it reminds whole, me of? After watching the whole thing, I do have a question, because the woman's filming her coming across the bridge, like the woman filming wanted to cross, and like that was why she took her phone out. But at the end of it, she turns pivot. She's back to Lanesville and Anasquam, and... Doesn't seem like she wants to cross the bridge anymore. So either the mother took her down with the F-bomb barrage or she just kind of wanted to tape somebody and get something going out of it. Yeah, I have nothing but respect for the mom in that situation. You know, the golden rule of beefs, regardless of what it's over, Shave you it. don't, 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 get, <laughs> don't get the kids involved, you know? The poor kid had to get caught in the crossfire because this Looney Tune wants to go waving sticks around. You know, blaming people for not having their mask on in public, which 
was brought to my attention today. You don't really need to have a mask on if you're outside. You know, if you're in an establishment, then yeah, you should have a mask on. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you don't outside, you know, it's not a big deal as long as you're not coughing on people or anything like that. So all she's doing, really, I think she was going for clout. Try, oh, look at me. I'm going to expose this person when I have a mask on. When really now she's getting roasted by everybody on Facebook that I've seen. So bad move on that lady's part. I mean, looking at her, she had the uh, she had the mask, Vineyard Vines vest, and boat shoes combo going. So it looked like she wanted to bring it to the Anasquam Yacht Club and get a couple of, you know, couple free drinks on the yacht club how are you yeah uh, she showed her weakness when she was wielding the stick like she felt like she had to defend herself with it um, not for nothing really poor excuse for a stick i mean that thing was about eight inches long looked like you could snap over somebody's friggin yeah forehead. that's when i knew if it was a normal lanesville person knowing what we know about lanesville for our viewers that don't know lanesville is kind of like an off the map place in gloucester where it's like its own little world and th those people kind of run by a different set of rules over there. They're a little wonky. Not for nothing, that, that point where she was wielding the stick kind of becomes Lanesville. Once you get across that bridge, that's borderline, I mean, woods territory. Yeah. And if she was a true Lanesvillian, I would have been a little concerned for the mom. But then I saw her holding this little twig, and I was like, that's not a Lanesville person. Because a Lanesville person would have been able to settle that without having to use a weapon. The only thing I could give to say is uh, if she was truly Lanesville, she would have been on the porch of the Brotherhood Club defending the Brotherhood because that is the sole possession of the Lanesville community. If you're not playing softball down across from Plum Cove Beach, you're playing poker at the Brotherhood Club run by Clancy. What I my initial thought when I saw that video, I don't know if you've seen this video or not. Um, it takes place in like a fast food restaurant. I don't know if it's like a McDonald's or a Wendy's, but this woman's at the register and she's like yelling at this old guy who's also a customer and she's yelling at him. She's like, you're the devil. And he starts yep. trolling her. He goes back at him. He's like, ah, like going at her, just tro blatantly trolling her, getting her all riled up. And she's like, you're the devil. Like, yeah, he's like just all time. That's so good. I've seen that video. I'm like, that's a mentally stable old man. Who's like, dude, I have this woman on tilt. She's got her phone out. I'm going to give her the bear claws, and she goes a little crazy, and he fucking took her took her for all she's worth. Yeah. So we'll see how that shakes out. I'm sure there'll be some more, you know, people can't help themselves but post on Facebook, especially these days. Um, even people who say they hate Facebook, you'll find them on Facebook, you know, whether they're, like, using their significant other's page or, like, under a different pseudonym. If they say that they don't use Facebook or they're not on it, they're always on Facebook. Trust me. It seems like, you have an seems like you have an emphasis on people who use their significant other's page. Are you talking about somebody? I, I won't go into naming names. You know, I, We don't want to drag anybody through the mud. If, if you're tuning in, you, you might know who you are. Um, hey, and, and we love you. You are a celebrity within the Facebook community. Yeah, there's, there's many of them out there. Um, I will say, this is probably going to get me in a little bit of trouble. My mom has always been like, you spend way too much time on your phone. You're always on your phone, Facebook this, Facebook that. If you post something on Facebook, there is a 100% chance that my mom is commenting on it. With about 15 emojis to follow. That is without a doubt. Hey, if, a hey if, you didn't, if you didn't have a landline, how, how high would your phone bill be with Shelly on the phone? Calling anybody who listens, same conversation, oh. new ears. The, the landline at 215 Hesperus is is ringing 24-7, and that is a fact. Yeah, it's, it's Timmy with a couple ice cream sandwiches, Michelle with the buttons moving, which we have, which we love. And John, and shout out John, not cleaning up shit, a couple eggshells in the sink. <laughs> have you guys ever seen Rose Vizina's Facebook? It is so bad. She'll comment on a on a picture three times in a row. Like no one replies. She'll comment the next day, comment until someone replies. Is that bad? Yes. You look like a psychopath. She's just trying to get her point across, guys. It's your mother. Take it easy. <laughs> Moving on, we got some sad news for sports fans. It's unfortunate. It's one of the you know my favorite things to look forward to to watch towards the end of the summer. Um, they just came out today and said that the Little League World Series is going to be canceled for the year. It makes sense in the grand scheme of things. You know, obviously, little leagues around the country have been, and the world, have been, you know, so far delayed. 
Um, so it made sense just to cancel it. But uh, for us, you know, having played baseball, you know, that's a that's an unreal event. You know, we grew up playing baseball, going to all-star tournaments. And at that age, you know, you see it on TV and your goal, you know, if you are fortunate to make a Williamsport team is like, you know, wow, how cool would it be to make the Little League World Series and get that experience? Um, so we'll, we'll miss out on that this year. Um, real tough hit. That's that's a that was biggest news uh, for me today when I woke up scrolling Twitter a little bit come 1030 uh, trying to miss a little bit of my work schedule. But I mean, you see that that's so shitty. I mean, the the thing about the Little League World Series is that it's played on such a pristine level. Both those fields are absolutely immaculate. You have the ESPN film crews. You got uh, some great announcers up there. And it's like you're playing in a major league tournament. I mean, you guys know coming up through Little League and everything, you're not playing on great fields. It is, you're playing in Peabody, Danvers, Salem, Gloucester, any, Lynn, anywhere. You got some crabgrass ripping and everything. But at the end of the summer, I mean, normally my team, probably three weeks after we've been eliminated, ESPN comes on and the field is absolutely immaculate. You have people down Lamedy Stadium ripping on the, uh, the cardboard boxes, down the hills and everything, you got those hot woman announcers in the white pants, ripping them with mud. But um, what's lost in it all, I mean, it's just basic. It's the whole persona about being America's game and everything, the pastime. But uh, what gets lost is those kids can absolutely ball. I mean, you have uh, kids playing third base, picking one hops, turning two. And it's, I mean, it's great baseball on uh, a shrunken field. It's the same game, shrunken field for the bodies. Um, I mean, you have people like Monet Davis coming out. Great story for a girl throwing gas by these kids. And then you got kids hitting 320 feet tanks for like I mean every every time they get up. Un- unbelievable athletes. Uh, shout out the Soggies team who um, went to Little, Little League World Series when I was in Little League. Um, fortunate enough to meet a couple of those kids. And I mean, those were the nights when I was a kid. That was like uh, primetime television. Hey, Dad, can we turn on ESPN like the boys are playing? Um, this was before I met any of them. Like, uh, it was just cool to be around a place like that who was playing on national television. So, I mean, that was incredible, kind of. But, yeah, I think dude, what's, what stinks is that, like, dude, the atmosphere around the Little League World Series is just so electric. The personalities that come out of there just, like, kill me. Like, I think a couple of years ago you had Big Al ripping dingers <laughs> left and right. You know, and then you get like the the t- small kid. He might be like an 11 year old that gets brought up, and he's just there for the ride. You know, he might get like a couple innings in an at bat in a game here or there, but he's just soaking it all in. And then you know, down the line, you see like guys that you know end up making the big leagues out of it, or even in different sports. Like Jake Fromm played in the Little League World Series. Um, he's a name just to throw out because he got drafted, so it's it's fresh in my mind. I'm struggling with names today. So I don't want to dive too deep into the whole name thing. But Jake Fromm's hey, a guy who played in the Little League World Series. Ballinger. To touch on uh, to touch on your big Al, there was one kid a handful of years ago. He came up with this shit-eating grin, announced his name, and then he shouted at his, like, thir- his uh, middle school math teacher. He said, Miss Davis, what's up? Yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. The boys well, were light. The boys well, were lit right. up after that, which was sick. That's such a but, smart uh, move because no. he knows he's not going back to third grade. So he doesn't have to be in the classroom, Miss Davis, but he got it in Miss Davis's mind that hey, yeah, the one he's eighteen and th- she's thirty. <laughs> hey, how are you? Bingo. But uh, no, Jay Bird just threw out Bellinger. I know Veritek played yeah, in one. Exactly. Chris Chris Drury played in one as a hockey player, and then uh, Todd Frazier was in Todd one. Frazier, Frazier, yeah. uh, great fucking major league baseball player. Run one back to back home run derbies, if I'm not mistaken, Electric Factory. But uh, I mean, definitely, definitely talent and. Some unlikely heroes. I mean, back in the day, I was I was ten to twelve. The Japanese were an absolute monster. Yeah. They had those they had those V curved hats and shit. And you just you have wanted to hate them. You had to hate them. But um, getting getting to see the Americans play them after running through the pool was always a good time. So uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna miss out on the Little League World Series. Uh, pretty big. Yeah, uh, my favorite mo well. I don't know if I can say favorite because the whole situation's like a little, I don't know what the word for it is, um, unconstitutional. I don't even know. But it was Danny Almonte up there at like 16 years old 
pumping cheese balls by these 12 year old kids, you know, throwing no nos left and right. And then obviously in the moment, you're like, this is the craziest thing we've ever seen. And then, you know, I don't even know how long it was after that it came out that he was like 18. Scribbled, but, scribbled the birth certificate, wrote it with a crayon dude, like that guy on the fucking bench warmers. I am 12. Just picture Danny Almonte in the clubhouse, like after games, ripping down like a pack of darts or packing a hammer. You know, while, while all the kids run off to like the ping pong and air hockey, the Getting rec room or whatever. Back and, back and forth from Cuba, working out with some freaking big, big time guys, throwing absolute pus by people. Yeah, just seeds. I mean, from the little league distance too. Like those kids probably had no chance up there. You know, the knees I mean, start gotta, wobbling a little bit. You got to think of the length at that point too, dude. He's releasing that ball halfway down. He might have a little, uh, little two seam tail too. He's just dicing people up with. And you got to think. I mean, those bats are those bats are like yellow wiffle ball bats at the barrel. They're really, really small. And he's freaking. He's out there throwing equivalent to one oh three. Jay Bird, you are a a former Indian in the Little League system. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Little League was the best. I went to one World Series, I think. I know. Lost it. I think my brother went all four years and lost all four times. Uh, what a loser. Do not win one. What a loser. The old Buffalo Bills. Yeah. They went four years in a row. They were undefeated until the second game of the World Series. Whoa! And, and they what? lost game two and three to Rory, and then and then I forget who pitched game three for the Pirates. It was Rory's year. Isaac like, Rosa. It could have been him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not seeing the tournament stinks. Nothing better than, like, I'm still – I feel like until I'm 40, I'm still going to be like, wow. That's such a fucking Dude, cool thing to experience. That's legit like the, the little brother to March Madness because there's so many – Yes, it's like, in, it's always on. Middle years, summer, you come back from the beach with a buzz on. You got a couple big time little league games to watch, and I mean, shout out. Not gonna say any names. Uh, one of our buddies making making a little dough off a couple of those. Whoa. 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 I, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Adam, it sucks. Adam lost to the old Expos. Why you gotta Why you gotta bring it up? Why you gotta bring it up? We were talking about little league World Series experience or World Wait, Series experience. Kurt, did, did you take hey, him if, down? We took him down. If that, if that, I did not know that. I will. You have your moment. I just say you can say it to all the listeners. I'll tell you straight up what happened. Everybody, I Adam Philpot of the Little League Mariners, the best uniforms in the entire league. Entire the all time the whites. The entire league lost a Little League World Series. To our head producer of the Brown Bag Lunch Crew, Curtis Quinn. You want me to bend the knee, Kurt? What do you, what do you want? What do you want? No, I just wanted to mention it. We were the Nationals at that point. We just Oh, I was going to say, were, were we exposed to Nationals? You, yeah, you had to be what? 11, 10? No, 9. I was 10. 10. Yep. I was 13. Curtis, you got your two at-bats. One at bat in two innings. Though. Oh, but there's no respect there. There's no just because you have a little little mustache, he thinks he can talk to you like that. <laughs> hey, second base, Gabe was playing short. We were spinning two up the middle. That's a good. That's a good middle. Yeah, dude, he's slinging it. Uh, DG, did you lose back to backs? No, I lost 11? my 11 year old year. Didn't make it my first. I guess you would call it first 12 year old year. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Lost it my next 12 year old year. True, true. I wasn't held back or anything. I didn't have learning disabilities or. or I just, <laughs> hey, you just had a good birthday. I mean, nothing wrong with learning disabilities. Absolutely. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, I got to tell you, though, like back in the day, I mean, my team won when I was 10 as well. I, we played in we played in the semis. My nine year old won 10, lost 11 to Mackey. Nothing better in Gloucester than the the World Series series. There's so many people down at Woodrow. Everybody's down. On like a summer night, everybody's got the cupboard. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, if you're a mortal you have 14 pieces of Piggy's Pizza. <laughs> but everybody's got it going on down Woodrow. The place is packed. Yeah, no, one, it's awesome. One year when I wasn't playing, it might have been when you played the Braves. I don't know if Kay was playing or not. We set up, we got two foldable tables we put him in left field at Budrow and we made our own ESPN table because that's what happened in the Little League World Series. <laughs> Nobody knew we were there. Nobody asked us any questions, but we had a we had a fucking sheet that said ESPN on it and we hung out there, which was unreal. What's your favorite, you know, because the Little League concession is like 
Ooh. the foods all the time. And af- after you get out of the game, you know, you go to the concession, maybe even between the game. If you need some seeds, you're like a little re-up on gum. Um, what's your favorite Little League concession food? Mine, personally, I could eat like 20 boiled hot dogs with no, no problem. See, like, you, I'll go Piggy's Pizza then because I'm a boiled hot dog guy as well. Just only at the Little League field, though. You Pig, dump yeah. ketchup and mustard on it after a game. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I have to tell you now that coaching in Little League, though, they're busting out fried dough, pretzels. They have all types of ice cream sandwiches, like, you know, like the world that is now pampering your kid. I mean, there might be a fucking frozen thing of sushi in there. Somebody's kid likes sushi, so who knows? <laughs> um, no, back back in the day, a boiled hot dog after the game yeah. was pretty matched. Um, but what do we got, Jack? All right, yeah, I'm going to bring it back to when I was the bat boy for the Indians. No, Yankees. Head coach Bucky Rogers, assistant coach John Vazina, other assistant coach John Sawyer. Couple all-time mustaches on that staff. <laughs> yeah, definitely a couple all, uh, all-time mustaches right here too. Uh, but it's the all-sport, the sports drink that was a soda. I used to run and get the bats, and my stomach was killing because I just chugged the friggin' all-sport in 35 seconds. Pretty good for like a six-year-old. If you had, if you had one guess on what an all-sport was. I, I mean, just looking at it, I'm guessing Mountain Dew and, yes. and Lemon Lime Gatorade. Yeah, yeah mixed. Yeah. Just chicken up. If you were a scientist, that was it. it was, that was a layup. You couldn't even do anything besides that. But, um, yeah, though, I mean, I, I got to tell you, a b- big, big-time item from the concession these days is the nerd's rope. People really? love the nerd's not rope. Not in I mean, on the nerd's rope. I mean, I, I'm really not either. But yeah, come, come, come. Oh, hey, we have a Hall of Fame Little Leaguer. By his own oh, submission. Hey, hey, bring him in. Bring him in. Yeah, hey, right, we, right, yeah, right, we right, got right, little right, going. Right. You gotta get in here. You gotta, off my ass. You gotta get in here, cuz. Hey, well, Atlanta right. Braves Hall of Fame right. we're talking we're, we're going. I mean, We can go back and check the books if they're in anybody's basement. We no, no, no. We're, right. not, we're not diving into the, the, the playing. We're talking. Have you guys talked about the championship yet? The World Series you blew. We have, we have. Mm-hmm. We're oh, just my. we're wondering what was if you had a, like a big game where you threw one of those famous perfect games. What would be your choice from the concession? You got one so choice let's after. Let's run them. Let's run them through uh, <laughs> restaurants. I went with the what? boiled hot dog. Went out. Dude, my dad's a drink. Went to the <laughs> restaurant. What is this? <laughs> okay. I was going to the Elks after. Go get a filet mignon and a prime rib after the game. Yeah. We're going. Your favorite. Literally concession stand item. So I went with the boiled hot dogs. <laughs> Kenny went Piggy's Pizza. And Jaybird like said... Hot dogs. I like a steamed hot dog out of those steamed things. Steamed hot dog, yeah. That was a little yeah. yeah, they're unbelievable. We did touch on What them. do you put on your your hot dog, Kurt? Absolutely You beat it naked, don't you? You yeah, do. Yeah, I just plain. He uh, puts those that's mu- crazy. He puts those mustaches no, on the top of it. Dude, that is crazy. You one bite in the naked dog is sucking unreal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the worst part is he never even thought of putting a condiment on it. Never, that's crazy. Never you never once. tried any of them? Or you- no, I mean, I tried ketchup. Mustard's disgusting. Like, I could put ketchup just, on it. Dude, just ketchup like- and mustard always on a dog. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm either ketchup and relish or mustard and if, relish. If we're being honest on a on especially a boiled dog, I'm one part ketchup, three parts yellow mustard. Hey, can we got to shout out our our tour we got going on. Yeah, yeah. give a quick shout sure, out. You gotta get you gotta get the tour going, dude. What's the game? The Golf Club 2019, 15 bucks, best 15 dollars you'll ever spend. We got a full tour going, 20 guys, tournament every that. two days, cash I gotta, game. Master starts tomorrow. First major green jacket. Yeah, I got ma- to mail a PlayStation down yeah, to him. No kidding. Uh, he took my PlayStation. I get, uh, if, if we are shouting the tour out, um, I hear from his room as well as Cousin Kem's, there's a lot of anguish going on in that tour. A couple missed putts here and there. I know Cousin Sal, Cousin Chesco, uh, even Sticks are on there. So shout out those guys uh, playing for 14 cents every night, yelling at each other. So good for them. Drew Luster eats his, used to eat his hot dogs. He would peel the skin off a hot dog uh, no. and eat it like that. No no bread, no nothing. Get out of To be honest, town. I didn't know you were able to pull skin off of a hot dog. Well, you got to cut it off. It's brutal. That's crazy. While it's hot or cold? This was like out of the oven. Anne Marie used to do it for him back in the day. Hey, hey, Drew! If you're gonna, if you're not even gonna bite down on it, what's the difference? Cause you're <laughs> I'll tell you what: two dogs come 
around the ninth at the golf course. Oh, yeah. Oh. With a to-go bag of the Lay's? I go mustard, ketchup, raw onion. That's not bad. I, I, I would respect that. I would respect that. Probably some purple Skittles, too, and a Gatorade. <laughs> On the hot dog? <laughs> no, no. Really it's a long that. back nine. It's a long <laughs> back nine. Hey, hey, that's also while he's plus seventy six. But uh, oh, hey, we remiss. We're uh, we're a little off topic here. What do you got, Adam? Write the ship now. Write the ship. All right, it's only fair to write the ship with the hottest podcast segment <laughs> anywhere right now. If you find a better podcast segment, send it to me. I want to review it with my people. <laughs> it's the Frogcast. You know what it is, and we want to get you guys involved a little bit with the Frogcast. Um, so week to week, we'll, we'll reach out on social media and get your submissions for anybody that you think is living a fraudulent lifestyle within your day to day. Um, we have ours right now. We'll give them to you again. It's the Fraudcast, hottest segment in the podcasting world right now. Um, we'll kick it off with Kenzie. Kenzie, what do you got? Yeah, so I mean... I wish I wish I even thought about this last week, but because it's been boiling inside of me since then. But all you fucking people, especially you hoes out there, <laughs> trying to buy some fucking rollerblades right now because we're in quarantine. Are you shitting me? I, I'm coming from. See, this is coming from the heart, though. I don't want anyone to take offense, except for yeah, you um... hoes. Except for you hoes buying rollerblades. That'll never use them again after this fucking thing's lifted in two months, two weeks. Actually, you know what? I don't even know if they'll use them during quarantine. But everybody wants to fucking put on their story, whatever they have. They got rollerblades. Listen, I've been rollerblading since I could fucking piss my pants, right? And I used to rollerblade at college. People used to make fun of me. I started rollerblading to work with dress pants on. People would make fun of me, specifically Jimmy's mom. And you know what? I respect that. Rollerblading to work with dress pants on is pretty fucked up. You look like an idiot. Sweating, ball, sweating balls when you get to work. But I've been getting ripped on for rollerblades for years. I used to cruise up and down uh, the streets of Durham, New Hampshire on them. And now people, I don't, see, I don't know what happened in the world because I, when I was going to school, if, if you had sweatpants on and socks and like, your ankles were exposed. You were getting absolutely shredded for yeah, being like a fucking that. kid My with your ankles. Career. I remember. Now, now it's fucking 2020. Shit's running rampant, and like people are paying to have pants that don't fucking reach their ankles, and you got skin exposed, and like that's cool now. So I guess from when I was a kid having ankles exposed to wearing rollerblades, now having no ankles exposed and buying rollerblades is cool. Those are my fucking frauds of the week. I got people on my store I see with rollerblades. I mean, that are never going to wear them again after this. It's going to be driving places because they can go fucking sit on the beach, have slushes and friggin'. That's what I'm thinking. Like, two months from now, if you're not on those blades, never. you It'll are. Never ha- nothing will ever happen. Yeah. It's just, you are they're they're going to get tucked away. And you know what the three. problem is? No, Rod the problem Stewart. Is it's going to be 2058. And someone's going to fucking go into their attic and be like, oh, I bought these fucking rollerblades during coronavirus and I wore them one time so I could go get a fucking chicken finger sub out of the fridge and that's it. And you know what? That, that's my fraud of the week. So that's, that's where I stand. Wow, there's some anger behind that. And that's yes. what I always say makes a good fraud of the week. The passion behind it, I felt that. The conviction in the voice, well done. Well done. Hey, Bird or me? Who wants it? <laughs> You're the host, cuz. Who do you want to go? I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, 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 go, Jay, go, Jay. Oh, okay. Go, Jay. So, my fraud of the week, um, as you can see, we got mustaches on right now. Mine's a little uneven, but we'll fix that after the show. Mine's manly. But we're all dirty. supporting each other. We're all supporting each other. Um, Jesse Glidden can't really grow great facial hair. He sends a mustache. We're all just like, fuck yeah, dude, that's sick. We all love the mustache. No one's hating. We got some people. He might be on the screen right now. <laughs> and Kenzie alluded to it earlier. But using PEDs on their mustache and putting mascara on their mustache to look better. Curdy, no one's no one's gonna say anything. I love your stash the way it is. I love you the it way it is. It does look awesome. It's <laughs> pencil. Yes. <laughs> he, put, he put mascara on his lip. And I, you know what the worst part is? He washed it off? No, I saw on Twitter from, from 
two weeks ago, no, last week to this week, the improvement in his mustache. And I was so genuine. I tweeted, I was like, fuck yeah, look at that improvement. He's got a great stash. He baited you. He's fucking Barry Bonds. He's Lance Armstrong. Don't get that mustache in the Hall of Fame. Get that kid fucking, I don't know, fucking Magnolia no, softball. Guys, that's Terrible. more like Kevin Millar because we knew you're doing PEDs and it's still not that great. Yeah, but you, fucking Kevin Millar is fucking. You've fallen for that and thinking that mine just became just this beautiful black mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can't people think that. You th- why would it ever go through my head? Black Curtis Quinn, a 24-year-old male, is putting mascara on his mustache to look thicker. It's content, Jay. You gotta make. You gotta make. It. You know, you, one, you one thing. Gonna... One thing I, I, I gotta commend Curdy for is the honesty. Any normal person, for one, if no nobody's really enhancing their facial hair like that. But again, Curdy said it's for the content. Somebody would, you know, just for minute. If you're familiar with that, you know. But you just went to the feminine products with the mascara. Yeah, Talk I mean, about that process. Like, how did you get the mascara? Did you go in and buy it? No, so I'm currently living with my buddy's wife right now who's deployed for a month until I get an apartment. Oh, so no. that was that was an easy one. Uh, thanks, Jordan, for the mascara. She didn't want it back after it touched the <laughs> Makes mustache. Sense. Well, dude. <laughs> but and I, she asked why you wanted it. I yeah, I mean, she was definitely concerned after I put it on. Absolutely. But <laughs> now what I question here is, again, Jason, is this fraudulent? Because I never, I never said it was a, oh, a real mustache no, a... this is fraudulent for sure because it was never announced that you were mascara you got it yeah on the podcast on the video you gotta say you shout, out mas- shout out shout out big beefy game. ass mascara i'm putting on my mustache next thing you know you're gonna be friggin' stuffing socks in your pants Curry, <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me you don't need that hashtag rope <laughs> but, uh... everybody grows at their own rate, <laughs> their own rate. hey i have to give it to you though for someone who mascaras their mustache there is something, although the length isn't there in your mustache, something that every man yearns for. It's that fer- that less than fertile crescent in the middle mm-hmm. that separates mm-hmm. the mustache. That yeah, is there's gifted. a little separation That's there. It's a little puby. Like, you can't pubic. teach that, and you should be blessed about that fucking... In, in pure honesty here, it's been now, I would say, six months almost of growing the mustache. It started no. back in, yeah, that I did it yeah, for no, November. Six months. It yeah. It's bad. It's, I mean, I cannot grow a mustache. You do like it, though. Yeah, I mean, I like having the little hair on the upper <laughs> lip. <laughs> do you have, like, a day one picture or, like, week one that we can post on here? Because I need it. Like, it can't be less than what you have. Jay, I could just yeah. shave it off and just go take a picture in, in two <laughs> seconds. He's like one of the Frenchmen that Pence went on. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> but hey, hey, uh, we are remiss. Um, shout out Cody's little stash. But uh, did you bring us to your fraud of the week? Yeah, I'll get. Yep, my fraud coming up. But I want to shout out the remiss vocab word you just dropped. That was impressive. <laughs> that was impressive. My fraud. Where of the week, the week. Kurt? Where of the week? I think you stole <laughs> that from T double BLC. I used it twice yesterday or two days oh, ago. Yeah, uh, semantics. Hey. Semantics. <laughs> semantics my fraud or frauds of the week go out to the birth the quarantine birthday paraders that are going around having birthdays parades for all their buddies you know i want to specify i'm not i'm not condemning all these birthday parades if you're 13 14 and under you get a parade i get that like you haven't seen your buddies you don't get to go to school every day I think that's awesome. Like seeing a 12 year old or a 10 year old out in their driveway, they got their family and friends going by giving them a parade. That's incredible. Like the kids just going ham. If you're, I, I can't even cap the above age on it. Maybe like 65, 70 and you're getting one, <laughs> you know, you want to rain in the, the remaining years, by all means, bring the crew in. I'll, I'll even get in on it. Hit me up. I'll, I'll come horns blazing in the Tacoma. None is getting one. Definitely. Yeah, I, no, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Again, I given seventy. You got to be eighty-two plus in my <laughs> book. If you're trying to get, if you're trying to get a farewell tour, you got to be old as fuck. <laughs> Can't even talk. You know, d- different strokes for different folks. Yeah. But if you're in between there, if you're about fifteen to whatever the cutoff is, we don't, we don't seventy, eighty-two, whatever. You're getting parades. That is as fraudulent as it gets. One because. I can almost guarantee you, you've met with your friends in the parking lot, popping the trunks, 
pouring a little rosé out or whatever it is. You know, you've 100% seen your friends in the flesh in between then. It, it just kind of seems like an attention grab to me a little bit. You know, hey, look at me. Look at my friends. It's on Snapchat. It's on Instagram. If you did it and you didn't post it on social media, good for you. We would never know. So I guess you can't be frauds. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, the whole point is so you can get 14 cars beeping simultaneously out oh, yeah. to celebrate a day. When nobody actually fucking oh I'm not no I was gonna go in right there but I won't but uh but then but yeah but then you're dropping off two bottles two bottles of champagne which have your hands all over them and I mean might as well probably giving high fives and hugs on but you have your mask on so everything's fine so I'm with you right there if you, I mean I I cap it at eight nine years old before I'm fucking telling you you're a fraud you're ten years old you get one of those you're a fucking fraud fuck you. <laughs> 10 your your age range is shrinking <laughs> 10 and 82 i like it i don't know where the 82 came from but yeah i honestly i didn't it just felt right but uh i got i got i mean i was gonna lay off this but while we're on it i have to my second i mean hold I'm, on we got a double frauder that's hey, honestly i wanted to bury him so bad and make drew lusser the first time ever double <laughs> oh, no. fraud of all time and i could if i i, I have backing information but i won't we're going fucking fraudger day fraudger day head coach of the danvers high school baseball team he got he got recognized for being in the all decade team from 2010 to 2020 this week and all i could think about was how he's got this fucking big program this big name they do this grid thing in infield outfield and then while everybody's throwing the ball first second third and home fucking shit they're hitting grids in the middle in the middle of the game First through seventh inning, and I I don't even I have to fact check my producer right now. I don't want to doubt him. He says he's got one state title in his thirty five year career, but I don't even think he has one. And because of that, I think he's a fucking fraud bastard. We used to pound on those queens when they came to Gloucester. Yeah. We went about five and six in my two varsity years, and I, I did text my good buddy DJ Yost. Uh, shout out, hit his only career home run off me. Kind of terrible moment in my life. But he said he was a great coach, could make hey, a... that's not even the worst thing he's done to the Quinn family. Oh, that my God. Not even close. Shout out Kurt's Xbox. But um, he uh, <laughs> he told me he's a, he's a great coach, could do anything with little talent. But I think he... I still think he's pretty fraudulent in um, Joe Orlando titty-whacking him all over the North Shore for five years. Yeah, I put it... I. You know, I'm sure he's a great coach and all that. Um, I only had dealt with him for a few years. You know, I, he falls under the showman category for me. Like what you said. You Huge know, you, showman. Danvers comes to town to play the Gloucester Fishman. They got all their bleach chair going around. You know, their warm-up looks like something, you know, out of a movie. They got the whole grids going on. They're slapping grounders left and right, warming up. They look legit. And we're kind of just sitting on the, on the bench like – we're not even paying attention to these goons. It got to the point where we'd catch maybe four clean balls through infield outfield. And if we caught more than that, Jimmy would look at me and say, dude, what like bad yeah. day. Yeah. We caught we'd, too many balls go, during infield. We'd go right on after, take an infield outfield and boot like a million ground balls all over the place, just airmailing balls. And then we'd, you know, but at that point in time, it's nobody cares about what your warm-up is. You know, you can look like the Harlem Globetrotters. But once the games goes on, we just dog-walked them up and down the field. So that's really all that matters. So for that, I completely agree with you, Kenny. Fraud of the week, baby. Beow, beow, beow. Beow, 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 beow. Fraud of the week. <laughs> no, but I mean, hey, that, that, was, that was a pretty impressive fraud segment. I got to agree with everybody's frauds right there. That was great. But um, you got anything to take us home, big man? Yeah, uh, just like I said, you know, moving on with this broadcast, we'll try to get the viewers' input, maybe even some caller-ins if you have a, a fraud worthy of it. So when you see the social media posts, drop your fraud of the week. Uh, we'll take a glance at them. If we think they're cool, probably only 1% of them will be. We'll pick one and try to get you on the pod, the hottest-growing pod in all the land. So uh, I, think I, I think ideally, if we can, um, set up a voicemail and just let people – absolutely shred voicemails in no matter if it's monday morning at 8 30 you're having a tough day at work or if it's saturday sunday might be 4 45 a.m and you really don't don't know where you are you want to talk to the boys 
get on the pod, we can play a couple of those. So uh, that's something that our IT guys can look into and see if we can set that up. But uh, I was going to say, if you can figure out the voicemail part, absolutely. Because I, I have to say, that. back in the day, Little League would uh, Little League would leave <laughs> one open. So that that's what I think we have a shot at. Oh, like a hotline. Yeah, the yeah, hotlines are exactly. Sick. Yes, but um, besides that, I think uh, Curdy Curdy started us off with um a quote of the week last episode, and uh, I I think I'm gonna match him on one right here, and it's gonna be I am too drunk to taste this chicken, uh, from Colonel Sanders. So that that that's all I got for this episode, and DG let, let us rip it. Oh, by the way, I don't think we've shouted out any sponsors so far, and uh. We got we got a shout out um, Life Solutions Group. Dave Pratt, how are you? Sponsoring the forties and everything, uh, bringing wealth to Main Street, as well as Tom Malloy and Neptune's Harvest Growers. I mean, have you ever seen the motherfucking pumpkins they grow on that shit? They come out. Know, they come out to be like eighty five pounds, and then uh, of course, our intro and our outro. John Cooney, Zeke Fazina, Freaky Zeke, and the uh, the Riverdale Rippers giving us our tunes in and out of this episode. So uh, we appreciate it. We're going to get the Rippers on the pod at some point. I mean, those guys are a content machine. John Cooney shows up to Easter every year. Big Rope Jumper with his father. His father, Big Rope Jumpson, has zero knees. No knees on either on either leg. So uh, a lot of good people to come. Uh, appreciate it. Good hanging out with you guys. Yeah, there you have it. Not, not much more left to be said. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. If you like it, keep listening, keep sharing. You know, we're only going to get bigger from here, so jump on board while you can. Train's leaving. You don't want to miss it. Uh, keep grinding through this hard time, folks. You know, as, as the great Frank the Tank said, we got to keep our composure, okay? <laughs> Everybody keep the composure. Keep on keeping on. If you're on the front lines, we thank you. We love you. We respect what you're doing, and it's Fill forever it appreciated. Again. That's Fill Beneath the Bar. Again. Episode three, fill it up again. We'll be back next week. We're going streaking.